Hey, nonprofit founders and leaders, change makers and dreamers, are you searching for new ways to be heard amidst the overwhelming noise and confusion of these uncertain times? Giving Heartbeat is the place to make connections and ignite sparks of compassion into forces for good and together turn unsung heroes into everyday superheroes. Conversations with dynamic nonprofit champions from across the planet reveal how they turned passion into action and obstacles into achievements. I'm your host, Donna Valente. Welcome. Over the past three decades, I've met hundreds of incredible nonprofit changemakers from around the world. It's my passion and mission to promote them. This is Giving Heartbeat. Welcome. Darla Daniel is founder of Orphan Animals, a rescue and farm sanctuary in Glen Gardner, New Jersey. Welcome, Darla. Hi. And would you like to? T- Hi. <laughs> would you like to tell us um, how you started Orphan Animals and um, what your passion is and what you do there? Um, well, I've always rescued animals from little. Um, I would bring home something, whether it be a dog, a cat, a turtle. Um, always something, and um, uh, I don't know what's happening. Something's happening to the thing here, and um, oh. I just uh, I started. Uh, I well, I've ridden my whole life and all, and I'm a farrier by trade. But I had a car accident in September, so I haven't been able to do any farrier work. But um, I uh, I just kept taking on working with different veterinarians, working with uh, the Humane Society and different, um, you know, uh, ASPCA when um, they did with Hunterd in Somerset, Morris, um, and they would bring me animals and to rehab or to, that were abused and neglected and, I just uh, started doing it, and uh, and as I got bigger and bigger, um, I got the farm here in Glen Gardner and uh, became a 501c3, and I still work with all the veterinarians that are in the area, and uh, just kind of went from there. I'm having a hard mm-hmm. time on this computer here. Can you hear me still? I can hear you great. Yeah, so what kind of animals do you rescue? Um, we have all kinds of animals. We, uh, I rescue, I started out rescuing, you know, mostly taking in larger animals like donkeys and horses. And a lot of horses would come in with really bad injuries and then we would um, rehab them and they would go home. I would do that for the different veterinarians and still do. And then I got into retirement where, you know, people had had their horses a long time and, and really couldn't afford the big board rates and all. So they would bring them to me, and we have quite a few retirement horses here that people just let them live their life out um, and do that. But we have, um, we have donkeys, goats, horses, uh, chickens. We have sheep. We have potbelly pigs, cats. Um, the dogs that we do have, we do have a couple rescues, but we do keep it there. We've uh, 
kept them for our own. So we don't usually take in too many dogs. And um, I had had a bad attack in January of a, of a dog I took in on Foster and, uh, and got attacked it and got over 500 plus stitches put in my face. Um, oh my but uh, we have all animals, um, mostly that, mostly those animals that I, I named. And we just took in a big parrot, um, uh, Macaw, who's 17 years old and her uh, owners need to rehome her. So we just took her in. And she's quite boisterous and quite challenging. <laughs> but um, we take in all of them. and But mostly, um, you know, we take in the, the frail and the, the, the sick and the abused ones. Um, but we do offer for those who, um, you know, want their old pal to live their life out. We do have options for that, whether they're put in the sanctuary or we help them rehome. Um, we're kind of full at the moment. We uh, are getting some more property. We're trying to acquire another six acres that joins the rescue. But now we're, we're pretty much at our capacity. And we do adopt out some, and then some just have to, you know, they just stay in the sanctuary. They're, like, warded in by their owners to stay. Mm -hmm. So if, if people would like to support your nonprofit, how can they reach you? And, and what kinds of things are you looking for? Um, well, they can reach me by, um, they can always uh, send a check to Orphan Animals at 71 Forge Hill Road in Glengarnew, New Jersey. Everything is a 100% tax write-off. Um, we do take mm -hmm. donations of, and we do have a PayPal account, which is orphananimals at gmail.com. Um, and we also um, take in um, donated gifts like dog food, cat food. If someone wants to give certificate to Tractor Supply, our feed store is Penwell Mills in Long Valley. Um, so we've had people get certificates from there. Um, we're always looking for um, all kinds of items. We're, we're trying to do fencing now, so we're, we're trying to upgrade our fencing, and so we're always looking for extra for that. But really, we go through at least 200 bales of hay plus a month. We go through, actually, we go through 15 bales of hay a day. Um, wow. yeah, and we, we, you know, we have farmers and hay, our hay guy is very good to us. We have several hay guys. Um, but we're, we're always looking, you know, we need that financial, that monthly support or go on our website, um, and orphananimals.com and sponsor an animal. I mean, as little as $5 a month will help. I mean, $20 buys a bag of horse feed, um, you know, so we're always just looking for anything, really anything, any kind of monthly support is great. Uh, One-time donation is great, too. We were talking before, and, and you were saying about what people can donate and sheets and towels and that. Yeah, sheets and old towels, you know, that, you know things that we can use and then just throw mm. away so that we don't have to launder them and all. You know, we've got, 
We've got multiple cats. We have about, um, there must be 30 cats in the mm -hmm. rescue. Um, so we have to keep changing their stuff. And we have an outside thing where they come in and then they have like an outside enclosed, you know, an enclosure. So they're not really free. Then we have some that are free. I would think they would help help um, keep down the varmint situation in the you would think, but not necessarily sometimes. <laughs> you would think, but I don't wow. know. So how many animals are there right now that you're taking care of? Oh, there's quite a bit. We probably have over, uh, over, I'd say definitely over 25 different animals. Wow if not more, you know, they come and go. So it's hard to put a, a number. I mean, if I sat here and counted everybody at the moment, but because they come in, get rehabilitated, go out, the number mm -hmm. changes. You know, sometimes we're on the high end. Sometimes we get on the lower end, but we do have um, this property in Glen Gardner. And then we do use another piece of property in another part of Glen Gardner also for some of the sanctuary horses that just live mm -hmm. out. So we have quite a bit. And then the farm itself is surrounded by 150 acres. And we have some neighboring property that we're using that we're, we want to mm -hmm. buy it. Um, that's another six acres. So we, you know, we have space to expand. So do you have a, a big donor base? Or I, I know that you've self-funded a lot of this stuff, Darla. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you, because I want people to know what you're doing and see how they yeah, no, a lot of it, unfortunately, we get some donations in, but they go quickly. We have a few monthly sponsors, and we have a few pretty, you know, yearly sponsors that people uh, will donate. But we don't have anywhere near what we need to keep the place running. Um, you know, like I said, I have a farrier business. I, I'm not doing it myself now, but I have two guys that are running the farrier business for me, and and we have to take from that, you know, to keep the place wow. running. But we do what we have to do because, uh, you know, we have to keep the animals fed and stuff. And uh, it, it's more of a, you know, a passion. And, and if we had to rely just on the donations, we would never make it, <laughs> you know. And so that's why it did take me so long to become a 501c3. Um, because I just did it all by myself and, you know, with a few people helping just on mm -hmm. the side. But I have the support of my family, you know, that at least physically and financially step in to help. My sister um, is a big, mm -hmm. big help. And, um, you know, we just try to keep it running. And that's why we do the retirement horses, because that money that the people pay monthly for the board goes to the sanctuary horses, you know, not only does it feed the, the board, you know, board the horse every month, but it, it goes to helping feed others. Do you have uh, uh, volunteers that come in with the labor that's involved? I would think it. Um, we have a few volunteers. I have a girl that comes all the way from Pennsylvania on the weekends and volunteers, but we have so many different multiple of animals at this point. Like we have a couple of steers and the one do does have horns. 
Um, I had forgot when I said the list. We do have cows, too. We have two steers in it and a cow. Um, it's hard, you know, it's hard with volunteers to be with so many multiple animals. So we, we have to be kind of uh, choosy with our volunteers. And then with the mm. COVID, we haven't been able to have volunteers. And uh, we sometimes uh, put together like a farm day, but we haven't been able to do that because mm. of the COVID where we take in volunteers for like a Saturday so that we can supervise them and then they help do Fine. cleanup and uh, stuff like that. But we don't have, basically I'm here running it and I have a girl that comes in a couple days a week and helps me. And then my brother comes um, twice a week and um, helps me. And then um, my son and uh, my partner, we basically mm -hmm. run it. So, you know, it, it's difficult because a lot of the, the veterinarian stuff I need to do myself. And so it's difficult with volunteers, but we do have some. And like I said, right now, the standstill is we have to be careful with the COVID of who comes in and mm -hmm. goes out. And did I see that you're having like a virtual event in October? Is that? Well, we're hopefully that we're going to have it right here at the farm. We have one every year in October 17th. Um, and it's here at the farm. And um, we, we, I'm hoping with masks and people can social distance, we're going to be able to have it. We, we weren't able to have our fundraiser in April because of everything going on. Actually, it was May 2nd. It was going to be Derby Day. Our, we were going to have it at Allstead's Farm in huh. Chester. But um, we weren't able to have our spring one. So we're hoping, hopefully, we can have our fall. We give out pumpkins, and the kids do uh, face painting. We have face painting. And it's quite an event when we do get to have it. This would be our wow, fourth one. That's really neat. And, you know, I love your logo for orphan animals. It's so cute. Do you, that I think would look so cool on, on shirts, Starla. Do you have any? I do have t-shirts. I have, yes, we have t-shirts. We'll have to, you'll have to send me your address and size and I'll get you out one. But we do have t-shirts and we actually have sweatshirts and we have tote bags. Awesome. Also. So if people wanted to support even just by purchasing some cool merch, they could purchase, yeah, they could purchase a t-shirt, a sweatshirt, or uh -huh. a tote. Awesome. Yeah, if you go on our webpage, they should be listed on there. Um, and they, we do have under apparel or um, there's a little section, and it does show some of the items that we have. But we do have t-shirts, sweatshirts, and tote bags with our name, our logo awesome. on. Awesome. They're really, they're adorable and all those proceeds go to the animal right and if somebody had an animal uh, that needed to be homed in a caring place how would they get in touch with you it, uh, uh, do, is it just regional darla or can people from far away i i, I don't maybe that is a silly question but i'm just wondering if people need your services do you have like a specific range of, of uh, geography? 
Um, well, most of the people are from, are local. Um, we've taken in some things from Pennsylvania and stuff, but mostly it's there's enough right here, you know, to try to help. Um, but people can phone me at my phone number, 908-447-5049, or they can go on message me um, if they, you know, see an abuse case and and uh, or they need to you know retire or rehome they can do that but mostly if if something if they see something they usually have to go through the local authorities and then if they want to give the local authorities can reach out to me um to help something you know and i don't really have any um you know i can't just go in and take animals out they usually come in through the authorities or through the veterinarian. Mm -hmm. And then I know that um, sometimes an owner or a, per, a a pet's human will pass away and and leave animals that need to be cared for. And is that what happened with the the macaw that just came in? Or um, no, she their their family or is still alive. She they raised her. For, they've had her for seventeen years. They hatched her from an egg. But the kids grew up, and I think it was just they had to move, and they they couldn't keep her anymore. Um, but we do have four horses in in the sanctuary part that the the owners have mm -hmm. passed, and they were actually uh, you know the rescue was in their will to come here. Um, and so then they come in with a, um, instead of a monthly, obviously a monthly uh, donation, they come in with a, a one-time donation mm -hmm. for the animals to like live their life Like a quest, kind of, yeah. Yeah, like we, um, uh, and then we also got, um, we also got 13 sheep and two donkeys that people were re relocating out mm -hmm. of state. And they came in the same way, where they they do a yearly donation, but they gave a lump sum for the rescue to take the animals in. And the lump sum is determined on the animals, the age of the animal, you know, because we have to try to put it in perspective of the life expectancy of the animal. And that's how come we have so many cats also. But if what people... But I strongly suggest that people that do have animals hook up with some rescue. You know, if it's not myself, some local rescue or have a plan for their animals because there's a lot of animals that um, there is no plan right. for them. And they end up in, you know, a shelter if they're not lucky enough for, you know, a, a rescue to take them. You know, that's something... You know, and then there, and then there's a lot of rescues too that only take um, the animals that are, you know, disabled and and uh, you know are too special needs. Like there, there's no place for these people to put animals. Like you're saying, if they pass away and it's a healthy uh -huh. animal, you know, the poor thing gets taken to auction. Um, doesn't it's uh -huh. not fair. Wow. Well, thankfully, you've established this sanctuary so that animals can live a, a happy and peaceful 
existence while they're around and healthy. And it sounds like it's just such a beautiful farm. Yeah, it's, it's a work in progress. <laughs> but I think we finally got enough shelters and stuff now through donations and all. We, we really need fencing. We need to really generate some money for fencing because we do need better fencing. When we bought the farm, it was an alpaca oh. farm. So a lot of the fencing is wire that we've little by little gotten rid of, you know, that is dangerous to some of the okay. other animals. So, you know, but we have to kind of do with what we have. And we, you know, their first priority is feeding and caring for the animals. But we are little by little refencing. And that's our priority right now is this extra property and more fencing. So we can give them more, more. Uh, and do you out. have a plan now of acquiring that, that extra property? Is that something that, that you need? Yes, we, we've got the property pretty much sewed up. They're actually looking for a well that's on the property right now in order for the town to approve it. But, yes, I have financial help there from my sister wow. is helping me acquire that property. That's amazing. How, how has um, the town and the county been towards your efforts? Are they supportive? or they Very oh, supportive. The town has been very, very supportive. They, um, you know, they all know that I'm here, and they're very, very supportive Wonderful. of me. That's great. So, it's yeah. So that, that's been good. So far, you know, that's been really good. We've had a lot of supporters. We had, we had a, a Wayne Lisa, a, a big construction guy. He uh, does mason contracting. He got us a do uh, donated Kubota. Wow. So we had no tractor wow. for years. So we, we just got that. So that makes our life a lot oh easier. But, um, you know, there's a lot of generous people out there. We, we need more. You know, we, we, we need more help. We, we really do need, need the help to keep mm. going. And there's a lot of rescues out there. You know, so if people... Just look into even, if it's not me, into their local area rescue and support them, you know, that, that's what they right. need to do. Well, that's an, that's an awesome outlook. I don't know if, I haven't really heard of other farm sanctuary rescues. I see like dog and cat rescues a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of dog and cat. Um, there, well, there's uh, rescues up. I think it's Wantage. There's Skylands rescues. There's uh, Happy Heart, Happy Homes. There's Rancho Relaxo. They're more South Hi. Jersey. But Mike the Cow Rescue Skylands. He's up up Sussex. I think he's up really? near you. Hmm. Up that way. He's great. He's, I did a couple jobs with him on uh, cow rescuing, uh -huh. um, and he, he's awesome. He's awesome. But I think in my main area here, I'm pretty much the only one in this particular area. You know, but we're always looking for people, even if they don't want to adopt. If you know, people buy property and it's left empty, maybe they'd like to foster an animal, you know put them up for us and give them, you know, they don't have to adopt mm -hmm, them. Mm -hmm. That's a great idea. Yeah, we have a few people that um, 
that uh, that do that. We've got we have like four little minis that are out in different places. I just had a customer lose a horse and needed a companion very quickly, so we took a horse over for her to use as a companion. Mm -hmm. So we also do that too. If someone needs a loner animal for just a little while, they can go out and come back. No, nope, you know. And all my animals that go out, even if they're adopted, they must be returned to the sanctuary, come back to the rescue if not wanted anymore. Mm -hmm. They cannot right. be rehomed. Gotcha. So it sounds like you have a really um, holistic approach to the way that you're rescuing and supporting these animals that I really love. And on your website, um, all of the animals are named and you have a description. Um, they're so yeah. cute. It, it. Yeah, we have a lot more that we have to put on there, but my cousin does the website, so she's she's trying to keep up with it. Sure, everything. it's a lot. I mean, just taking care of all of the animals, um, I can't even conceive of how It's a whole day. It's like you you end at the end of the day, and it seems like, you know, you started back up again. It, it seems like it never ends. And sometimes it's a lot of sleepless nights, too, because you're up with sick animals. And, um, you know, it's not all glorified. To be honest with you, it's more heartache sometimes than, it, than yeah. happy. Um, you know, because not all the stories are successful. Right. You, you you take in an animal and and you're you're thinking he's gonna make it and then he doesn't and the only thing I I say with that is um, I feel like if I take an animal from a situation um, if it dies under my care and I can't save it it died loved and died with someone next to him and yeah. you know it didn't die alone. And it didn't die in an awful situation that it was in before we mm -hmm. brought it in. So I feel I that's how I justify it in my mm -hmm. heart <laughs> that um, you know that I I let it you know right. it was love. That's awesome. And so you have a a network of uh, veterinarians that you work with. Yes, I work with um, almost all of the veterinarians. My two primary veterinarians is uh, Califon Animal Hospital, Mary Beth Hamorsky, and um, Katrina Alger from Alger Veterinarian. They're both my veterinarians here at the farm. But I work with all of, there's, there's all over, you know, there's Dr. Figaro, uh, Dr. Walsh, um, several of the vets in the area. Cool. And if they see a situation, you know, they then they contact the authorities, and then the authorities contact me, and then that's how we kind of all work okay. together. Well, that's great that that there's a network out there for animals. Well, Dr. yeah, it's a shame there's so many. Um, you know, neglected cases. It, it you try to save as many as you can, but it just kills you that you can't get mm. to them all. Right. You know, and what goes through auction, and it's just awful. That's why I say, if you know, if someone adopts an animal or takes on an animal, they really need to know it's mm -hmm. for life. 
You know, they can't just unwant it someday because their situation changes. And um, they need to have a plan for, you know, the animal after. That's such a good point. Oh, there you are. Uh, I'm back. <laughs> I think I lost you. Now I'm back again. Yes. Um, but I, I, my own horse, my own horse, I've had him since he was 18 months old. He oh. just turned 31. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Didn't you, you were a, um, a trainer? I know when you worked for, for with racehorses, am I remembering that correctly weren't you didn't you ride and and like warm up racehorses long i used to i used to ride um yeah for larry ghetto a farrier i used to gallop his racehorses um many many moons ago <laughs> many many moons but yeah i used to do that and and now i do the like I said, I was a farrier for, for 25 years, a farrier. Wow. And uh, I have uh, I had a car accident in September, so I haven't been able to do the farrier work. But like I said, I do have the business still running. I have two guys that are working for me and running the farrier business. But, yeah. And then I also used to uh, do ponies for kids. I used to... Uh, bring in ponies and reschool them because I'm small mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, get the, them back on track for the kids to uh, ride. I did a lot with Pony Club and, mm -hmm. yeah. And then I showed uh, Palomino and Quarter Horse for quite a few years. Wow. And you were a, I had, that's my and you were a, yeah. a Morgan um, rider for a long time, right? When you were in high school? Yeah, how do you know all this? I remember. Hello? <laughs> I, I all these things. I, I said, how do you know all this? You've been doing your research, huh? <laughs> Remember, like uh, I always associated Morgan horses with you, and I know you were a what's it barrel racing? Yes, I I was New Jersey Morgan horse queen when I was like sixteen years old. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I did that, and uh, I rode quite a few different, you know, jumpers and. I'm not saying it was so great at the jumping end of it, but uh, I think at heart, I'm a Western pleasure rider. That's what I like. And I just, uh, a few years ago, two, three years now, what I brought a horseback, uh, a Mustang back from the Black Hills of South Dakota. Wow. I have him. His name is McGraw. He's a little buckskin. And, uh, I had him broke to to ride, and I'm hoping that when I get through this injury with my back and all, I'll be back on him riding him. Nice. But, yeah. Nice. You know, I remember one time that I went riding with you um, out of Denville, and we rode to the Torn, and I was riding ah. Sunshine that I borrowed, and I don't remember your horse's name at the time, but I remember that she puffed out her lungs a lot when we were putting her saddle on because I didn't know what I was doing and and 
<laughs> he cinched her up. She had her chest puffed up. So then we're like trotting up the the hill, the mountain on the to- in the torn, and that's when the saddle got loose and like turned oh, no. completely like to the side. So I was like perpendicular on the on. The, it was fun. <laughs> I'll, I'll always remember it. it, it it was fun. There was no, no one was hurt in the incident, but um, <laughs> I remember because she was smart, that horse, and puffing up her stomach so her saddle was going to be loose. That was funny. I'll never forget that, Darla. That was fun. <laughs> uh, well, do you have other um, things you would like to share with our listeners about orphan animals and what your plans maybe are for the future? Uh, just to keep rescuing as many as I can rescue and rehome as many as I can get into good homes um, is really my plan um, to get, you know, everything fenced. And, and like I said, we got new new housings for them now. So I guess just to hopefully be able to just keep taking care of them and moving forward in uh, improving the facilities and and getting sponsors and, you know, I guess really I just, I kind of, this is my life. I mean, I live for these animals. I, I don't really have too much of an outside life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is, this is it. I, I do have a son. He's going to be 20 in August and he helps. And, uh, you know, I just, this is what I do. I, I just want to be able to be here on the farm, take care of the animals, and, uh, you know, help them get the life that they deserve and not be neglected. All right. Well, it's a beautiful life, and I'm so glad that we connected through Facebook. And yeah, do again, because I was never on Facebook. But then when I started my own business, I knew I had to I had to be on Facebook, so I started. Well, that's me, too. I'm not too good. My cousin does the computer and stuff with me. I'm more of the hands-on. Um, but I had to get the Facebook for the rescue mm-hmm. to get the word out there. Right. You know, and when they set it up, they had set it up at a, as the personal slash rescue. So that's why there's like two two Facebooks you have to go on. Mm-hmm. But if you go on the one, it, it kind of connects you to the other. Right. Um, at the when they originally set it up, it, they had set it up kind of wrong, and so they had to do it that way. They wouldn't just delete one, or to be honest with you, I probably would just have that orphan animal one because I'm not really a Facebook person just for myself. Right. Yeah. You know. I think they want to. They want people to know that there's a person behind the page, you know, and that right, right. Link it to the person. And that's why I try to include a lot. Like I, I try to include kind of personal things to include my personality to the people. So they know, you know, that, that I'm like legit and that I'm the, you know, what's behind these animals. Exactly. You know, I mean, I, 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 I'm who I am. I, I kind of wear it right on my sleeve. So. <laughs> right there with That's awesome. Well, it, I know that you've got a, a lot of animals to take care of. Yeah. So I'm, wa- I'm watching two stand by the gate right now telling me it's time to go in. Oh. <laughs> well, I'll let you 
Oh, but I wanted to thank you so much for taking thank you to talk to me and um, and we'll get the word out about orphan animals and and hopefully it'll generate some some good support for the incredible work that you're doing. And when we talk about thank you so much, that's thank you. So I want to sing it, Darla, about you, unsung. I don't want it to be unsung anymore. I want I want people to know you're a superhero. So. That's why I you. <laughs> I'm done. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye, Darla. Well, that's a wrap for this episode of Giving Heartbeat, where we make unsung heroes into everyday superheroes. Please be my hero and subscribe, download, rate, and review, and tell all your friends. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to Naomi Charney for my beautiful cover art. Thanks to Chris Hogan for his theme music, Pure Magic, and to audio engineer extraordinaire, Don Sternacker at Mixolydian Studios. Please take action today to support nonprofits that connect with your passion. Be the change you want to see in the world. Until next time, the beat goes on. This is Donna Valente. Peace out.